1: The Lakers will hang a banner tonight to commemorate winning the NBA's inaugural in-season tournament. But should they? Should they hang that banner? The latest as well with Draymond Green and his indefinite suspension. The latest with Draymond Green and the Warriors. And a look back at another one of last week's major headlines in the NBA. Game ball gate. In Milwaukee We dive into all of that next Here on This League Uncut Welcome
0: to This League Uncut In the world of 24-hour NBA news This news, you lose Chris Haynes, it's go time Mark Stein, it's show time Boom shakalaka This League Uncut is underway and on fire This should be a good
1: one Hey, everyone. Welcome in to the latest edition of this league Uncut Chris Haynes and I recording late on Sunday night after a wild week. I'm gonna tease the end because this crazy social media post crossed my desk today that featured some Chris Haynes' gaudy stats from a game, so we're gonna end with that. I just want to tease that at the beginning because we need some. We're going to need some explanations on that. But look, so much happened this past week. We're not going to be able to even get to it all. Like in Philadelphia, we saw Daryl Morey get a contract extension through 2027-28. The Suns' big three finally played a game together. But it was only one game. And then Bradley Beal goes out of the lineup again with an unfortunate ankle twist. And now he'll be out a few weeks at least. Cleveland loses both. Darius Garland, and Evan Mobley to long-term injuries. Luka Doncic, Joel Embiid throwing up crazy stats. December 15th has come and gone. That means trade season is officially here, and I will soon be on my way to Orlando for the G League showcase. And so we will be talking more and more about trade matters, I'm sure, after I hit the ground in Central Florida because the whole league will be... Not the whole league, but a good a good amount, a very large amount of front office executives from all over the league will be at the showcase, which we really do see and regard the G League showcase now as the NBA's answer to the winter meetings. Not really in terms of deal activity. You can't say that the amount of trade action in December and January matches what we see in baseball, but in terms of getting the whole league in one place and to get face-to-face discussions going. So, you know, we'll have a lot more to come from there. I'm still shocked, though, that Chris Haynes will not be joining me in Central Florida after he and I spent a summer together there in the bubble in 2020. I am going back. Chris is not. We'll get to that later, too. So among the many, many, many news items that surfaced last week was official confirmation from the Lakers that they are indeed hoisting a banner to the rafters of Crypto.com Arena to commemorate winning the NBA's inaugural in-season tournament. And last week, we did a pod before that announcement, and then we did our interview with Magic coach, Jamal Mosley. So we really haven't had a chance to talk about this, Chris. And you and I were together in Dallas for the Lakers' first game after the in-season tournament, after they were crowned NBA Cup champions in Las Vegas. So we both had a chance to talk to various people with the organization about this. Because I like I think this is going to be a pretty noisy thing tonight. Like I think when the Lakers actually hold this ceremony, And we see this banner and we reported together, actually, the banner is going to be different. It's going to be a different color than the typical championship banner. And the Lakers have said that they're only going to, if they are fortunate enough to win the in-season tournament in the future, they're just going to put future years on the same banner. So they're clearly trying to make this banner look like something different, not to the level of a full-on championship banner. But I, I still think there will be people screaming that the Lakers shouldn't be doing this. And if I remember right, I, th- I kind of got that vibe that you you weren't sure yourself if the Lakers should do this. Am I putting words in your mouth, or do I have that
2: right? I wasn't sure. The, yeah, that, I, yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate. I, I wasn't sure they would do it, but I know the league really wanted any team who won the NCAA tournament, I know they wanted they wanted the team to do something to kind of say that this is a big deal. So I, I know the Lakers had a little bit of pressure. I don't know to what extent, but I know the Lakers felt a little bit of pressure to try to do something. But Stein, I feel like this was the best case scenario for the Lakers because. The Lakers. Remember, we t- we talked about this before. The Lakers, Boston Celtics, the Miami Heat. Those teams they they're trying to win championships. You know, it's not about division banners. It's not a, all about uh in season tournament banner. We're trying to win championships. But this does set the precedent, and I think this is a this is a great idea. Whoever came up with it to put up a banner. It's not going to be the same size. You're going to be able to tell that it's different from the championship banners, right? Different colors. And then you, if they win other banners in the future, they're just going to add dates. That is perfect. That way it's only one banner. Now, Stein, had this been the Indiana Pacers who won, they probably would have had a one individual, probably big size banner up there. And if they won another one, they probably would have put a, probably put another banner up there. And so I think with Lakers doing this, I think this kind of sets precedence because, say the Pacers win next season's in season tournament, can you really put a full banner up there, and you know, and and don't go with the format of adding more dates if you win another season tournament in the future? I, I think this. This kind of sets the precedent, and I think other teams should follow suit with this. But it's a great idea. It's not going to get too chaotic up there with the Raptors putting all these banners up there. It's going to be one banner, and you just add in future dates. I think it's a great idea, and I think it was a great compromise.
1: Well, every team should do whatever they want, in my view. So, look, if the Lakers— Hold on,
2: Stein, Stein, I hear what you're saying. Every team should do what they want. But that looks weak. It looks weak, Stein. The Lakers put up a, a small banner, and with room to add future dates, and then another team the next year puts it up in this big banner like you really won a championship. Like, come on, now that that looks really weak. That looks really weak and uncompetitive. That it, 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 that doesn't. That's not a good look. So we'll see no, what happens.
1: Pay, let's just say the Pacers do win it next year, or the Grizzlies, or. The Suns or the Timberwolves, you know, a team that has yet to win an NBA championship, I would expect them to hang a full-fledged banner because I think that really is one of the reasons why Adam Silver so badly wanted this tournament. Yes, we know that the NBA would love, love, love to be able to sell the in-season tournament as a separate property to a media partner. That, to me, is... You know, they're not going to admit it, but that's ambition number one. But I do believe that one of the more pure motivations here for the league was to create a second prize that, okay, it's not going to be on par with a championship, but it is going to be something teams covet and teams want to win because, you know, There are a lot of teams out there that are not the Lakers. And if they win the division title, they're proud of that, and they're going to hang that banner. And if they just get to the NBA Finals and lose, they're going to hang a conference championship banner. And if they win the NBA Cup, they're going to hang a banner. But see, to me, the Lakers, it would have been a huge slap in the league's face if they didn't do what they've come up with. And I just, I I really, I didn't, I, I never thought that's what would happen. The Lakers... You know, Jeannie Buss has an excellent relationship with Adam Silver. And I just don't think that she would, you know, say, no, we're not going to do anything. We're just, you know, we're going to have a little pregame clap and that's it. You know, it's good to me that for this thing to have a chance to be what the league wants it to be, it's good that the Lakers are taking it to this level of seriousness to me.
2: Well, the the size of a banner is not going to derail or diminish the significance of the end season tournament, Stein. So it's not going to derail Adam Silver for. But what a, I'm saying a, a is, there are package. people
1: out there, and you will hear them screaming later tonight that the Lakers shouldn't even put up this banner that they're going to put up. We we haven't seen it yet with our own eyes. Make, we don't know what's.
2: Good. I have you know I haven't talked to people and asked them this question directly within the Lakers, but just the the sense that I've gotten. If this was truly up to the Lakers, with no pressure, I don't think a batter is up there. I don't. I I really do feel like this is the – and, again, I'm saying feel. I haven't spoken to anybody. Just based off of the people I know within our organization, the feel is that I believe that they're just being a good partner. They understand the league wants to implement this in-season tournament have it be a, a a great package, you know, TV rights and all that stuff. So they're 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 being a good partner. I think that's what's happening, and I don't think uh, just because a, a banner is smaller or it sets the, the Lakers are set setting the precedent, I don't think that's going to derail Adam Silver from being able to add a add that package in the, into the t- new TV rights deal. But you know, I, I do, I do, I like the idea. I really do. And I still, again, I'm not Stein. These last twenty something years, we've been in the participation trophy era. That's that's what that's what we've been in the last twenty so years. Participation trophy era. And I'm not putting this in season tournament in that field. What I am saying was, when you're a champion, you're the champion. You are. You've won the highest award within your league, within your competition. That should always be held in high regard. Period. High regard. So let me ask you a question, Stein. Say the Memphis Grizzlies won the in season tournament. Okay. They won the in season tournament. And then they just completely just bombed the rest of the year. The rest of the year they are 10-72. and 72. Would they consider that? Or would you or anybody else consider their season to be a success?
1: No, but I do think it's banner worthy. Now, should they get rings? Uh, uh, no. Banner
2: worthy, Sh- if you want, get my, Should should, right. they, should, okay.
1: should they get rings? No. Should they have a parade? No. But should you hoist a banner for winning the NBA Cup? If the NBA Cup is going to become what the league wants it to become, which is the second biggest prize available to its 30 teams and eventually 32 teams if and when we get the expansion that we expect. If the NBA Cup is ever going to be that, it has to at least be banner-worthy to me.
2: It is banner-worthy. just not the same size as the real championship banners. That's all. It's banner-worthy. But look, we don't know.
1: We don't know how the next champion will tw- treat it. Sorry, Ryan. Three, two, one. We don't know yet how the next champion will treat it, but that will be a fun thing to see. Because, like I said, had the Pacers won this, you know, it's all speculative because they have not given a definitive statement on it. Even though I tried to get one when I had Rick Carlisle on my radio show the morning of the in-season tournament championship game in Vegas, but he wouldn't play ball with me on that one. You know, we'll see how the next champion handles it. But, you know, the Indiana Pacers, who've won three ABA titles, but none in the NBA, I suspect they would have hung a pretty prominent and easy-to-spot banner in their field house. But, you know, we're going to have to wait a year to see how that goes. But like I said, I'm... I'm really interested to see Monday night, what the online reaction is, what the in the building reaction is, how the players react. Because again, no rings, you know, it's going to be a pregame ceremony or halftime ceremony, whatever it is. I don't know how excited LeBron and AD will be, but look, I did get, you know, I did have a chance. I asked Darvin Ham and I asked Anthony Davis, and they both said they were very glad that a banner of some sort is going up. So were they just. You know, were they just being gentlemen? We'll find out.
2: Stein, I want to see the placement. Are the Lakers going to tuck it like in the corner? (laughs) Underneath. (laughs) Underneath. Placement is important. (laughs) So I want to see where they're going to position this batter here. And the Clippers. Again, that's just one more thing for them to – you know, hi, You know when it's time for them. You know when it's time for them to be the home court resident. Uh, that's just another poster they got to add. So, you know, you make, you make we it. We should send.
1: You know, we should send since since producer Ryan is in the greater Los Angeles area. We should really send him to the game as our representative to take some notes and get get good answers to all these questions.
2: That will require producer Ryan to go straight from his job with the working with the cow herd the man himself and going straight to the arena that, that's that's giving him overtime ryan works too hard style he has too much on his plate we can't we cannot ask him to do that
0: this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is
1: All right, let's not so gracefully shift gears here to what was the story of the week amid all those things that I've already listed. And I I even forgot as I was going through the list of crazy stuff that happened last week. You know, we also had Jalen Brunson going to Phoenix and putting up a 50-point performance, the first 50-point game of his career, as Jalen Brunson makes his bid to break through in the East and earn his first all-star appearance. However, the Draymond green suspension and indefinite suspension, it really looms and Lords over the entire league. When the suspension was announced last Wednesday night, the Warriors had nine games left in 2023. The league is calling this an indefinite suspension. They're doing it on purpose. They're trying to get us away from trying to focus on how many games it will last. And this approach to some degree certainly mutes the discussion about, is it too long? Is it too short? It kind of quiets down that smoldery reaction that would have happened Thursday morning, no matter what they announced. But look, this is my unofficial forecast. I want to stress unofficial because, uh, you know, it, the league is insisting that that it doesn't have any kind of time scale. There's no secret timetable that it's just not withholding from us. But I I just have to think it's hard for me to imagine that we would see Draymond Green back on the floor before 2024. Again, there were nine games left in this calendar year when the suspension was announced. Just to me, it's gotta be at least 10 games to have any, real validity and credibility in terms of trying to get Draymond Green away from the daily madness to try to move on from this thing and, and just comport himself in a much better manner. And, you know, 10 games would be double what we saw for the chokehold that he applied to Minnesota's Rudy Gobert, but let me ask you the the Chris Haynes view. Look into your crystal ball and tell me what you think. How soon or not so soon do you think it will be before we see Draymond Green back for the Warriors?
2: I think you made a a very astute point there when you said that the NBA made its decision, but in called it indefinitely, calling him out indefinitely. It cleared them of any reaction, any backlash, good or bad. It cleared them of that. Matter, matter of fact, For it now. postponed it. For, For now. now. It postponed it. It postponed it. It's a delay. It's going to come. But I think, so say, say in their minds, 10 games is the is the amount of games that they want him out. But they don't want to come out and say that publicly right now because, again, there, there would be some backlash. Uh, I think people might say it, it's not enough. If you consider his history, but say ten games is the, the the number they have in mind, so I think the the longer this plays out, so you let these games go by, you let these games go by, and the Warriors they are struggling, they are struggling. The Warriors are <laughs> they're they're in you know it's it's not looking good. So you know when you're struggling and these games kind of go by. It seems longer than what it really is because you're just going through so much hell, losing, losing in different ways, uh, different fashion. So I think around the game 8, 9, or 10, say if the Warriors are struggling, and it's, and it's just been the commentary about them struggling and the need to have Draymond. Real, they really need Draymond. They really need Draymond. Then you get to the point where, Fans from other teams are starting to say, Man, dang, Draymond's been going a while. The Warriors have lost seven in a row, you know, something like that. Then I think they could kind of read the room talking about the league. They can read the room and say, You know what? If he's, if we let him back now, I think, I think it'll be okay. Cause everybody's seeing the Warriors struggling. It it seems like it's been a, a long time. I, I, Think we'll be better off letting them play right now. So I don't know if that's what they're doing, but I I, I know. I, I really just feel like you know, with with Adam Silver being in 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 charge, you know, David St- Davis Stern, you know, he was he he was hard with the punishment, and um, I think people are being a little bit confused just with the um, consistency of suspensions, um, the amount that is, and uh, that that's that's something that. You know, I think Adam Silver, Joe Dumars—that's something they they will have to answer to because uh, at the end of the day, like, are, are they going to release? I, I don't believe they're going to do this unless it leaks from Draymond's side. But what are, what is going to be the list of requirements to complete in order to get back on on task? I was—I'm gonna get back on the court. I was told that Draymond will still be allowed to practice with the Warriors during this time. Um, will the Warriors say no? Draymond, stay away. Go get, go get your work done first. I I don't know. I don't think Steve Kerr has addressed that, but I don't know. Star. it's uh, it's puzzling a little bit. I see what the, I see why they did it, but um, uh, you know, I don't I don't know. He's not going to be back before twenty twenty four for sure. That's that's the only thing I do know.
1: Yeah, and look, it's just you know how much even if he is away 10 games, even if he is away 15 games, how realistic is it for Draymond Green to change when Draymond Green has repeatedly told us he doesn't want to change and this is who he is and he's insistent that he knows how to manage himself. But look, I think it's pretty clear if you've listened to this show that, I mean, you know, I'm a Draymond Green fan. I really hope he can figure this out. And when we do see him back on the floor that he has, you know, more of an ability, like again, to change. I mean, is he really going to change? I don't know if that's possible. Can he, can he walk his own personal in game tightrope better than he has? I hope so for his sake. Cause I just feel like at this point he's damaging his legacy. Yo whether you are a Draymond Green fan or not, there is no denying that he has been an absolutely revolutionary defensive player and one of the greatest keys to small ball success as a small ball practitioner for the Warriors. He's been revolutionary with the stuff he can do offensively and defensively. And, the reality is so much has happened in this last year starting with the Jordan Poole punch and then the soccer style stamp on DeMontis Sabonis and then the chokehold on Rudy Gobert and now this incident with Yusuf Nurkic nobody's talking about his winning qualities nobody's talking about the ways he's changed the game it's gotten to You know, the Draymond Green's transgressions in the last year, they've gotten to an untenable place. And the Warriors, Stephen Curry, Steve Kerr, others in the organization have always backed him. And the reason is because he's been an integral part of four, not one, four championship teams. Steve Kerr will tell you over and over, the Warriors don't win any of their titles without him. But he's got to now figure out a way to stay on the floor and not get involved in these situations. I mean, these are are more than, this is more than technical fouls and flagrant fouls. These are, you know, this last year, it's just been way too much.
2: And again, you know, I talk about consistency from the league. Remember, Draymond Green was not officially penalized for punching his teammate last year. He was not suspended by the league. And you can make the case that that incident was probably the most brutal of all the incidents. He took a few weeks off from practice. Uh, I believe he missed what missed some preseason games, but he was there, available for opening night to receive his ring. So, you know, I I don't, I don't know how they're doing. Yeah, that's the Warriors'
1: culpability in this. They, he, 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 you know, they, that punishment was like a week or so.
2: Yeah, Um, but should the league have stepped in and issued a punishment? That's
1: interesting. I wonder, you know, and the next time we get with Adam Silver, I hope someone asked that question because the league, you know, you you have to wonder, does the league now regret not doing more then? Because what we've seen since, it, uh, again, it's just too much. And, you know, you mentioned the Warriors struggling as uh, as you and I are recording this. They are trying to hang on and put this game away in Portland, which would give them a second straight win, a badly needed second straight win to get to 12 and 14. But now with Draymond Green out of the lineup for X amount of time, we don't know how much longer, but he's already missed. This is the seventh game this season. He will have missed through suspension and he's been ejected three times. So there's been a lot of unavailability and it just the question just keeps coming up now. Is this it? Is it over? Is the dynasty officially over? Can Do we dare make that declaration now? I think a lot of people in our business have been afraid to do it because it was just 18 or so months ago that the Warriors went on title run number four when none of us know-it-alls were forecasting that. You know what, I'm not, personally, I don't find myself so hung up on the is it over question because it's supposed to be over. This is, this is year 10 if we start the clock with that first championship team in 2014-15. And, like, it's not supposed to go for a decade. And there's so much discussion now about what should the Warriors do? What trade should they make? They're not one trade away from fixing this team because Draymond green is just one of the many problems that the warriors are looking at right now. And, you know, for all the talk about Draymond and his availability and all the talk about clay Thompson's early struggles, you know, the Andrew Wiggins regression, the Andrew Wiggins situation to me, that might actually be golden state's foremost problem at this point. Cause here's Wiggins twenty eight in year one of a four-year $109 million contract that he got because he was such a difference maker in that title run two seasons ago. And he's just been benched. He's out of the starting lineup now. So, I mean, they are, I mean, in their current state, to me, they are not a trade away from being back among the Western conference elite. They got a zillion things to figure out in the Bay area. So, Getting Draymond Green back, that's that's just one thing to me on a long to-do list. Now, this story that we move on to is of a far more frivolous nature, but man, this is another story that got NBA Twitter super heated. And look, I'm still confused by exactly what happened. <laughs>
2: I know like, where you're going with this. I,
1: I don't know, I don't know which I still don't know which ball Giannis Antetokounmpo has in his (laughs) possession, but he scores 64 points at home against the Pacers. 32 trips to the line in that game. No threes for Giannis in that game. I think you got to go back got almost 25 years for a player to score 60 without a three. I think you, I think Shaq was the last one to do it and it was forever ago. Um, but I think most people probably know the story. You know, Giannis went ballistic after the game because he thought the Pacers swiped the game ball. And I know that, well, no one I know knows the bucks as well as you. So I'm just going to turn it over to you and ask you now that we're removed from this by a couple of days. And by the way, the Warriors did hang on and get that win in Portland, their second straight win to go to 12 and 14. But now that we're a little bit removed From Game Ball Gate, as people are calling it, what can you explain this whole Giannis Pacers thing? These, I think, the only one thing I do know these, which this part's nice. These teams do not like each other.
2: Yeah, that's what I like. That's the part I like. The fact that they don't like each other. Uh, That that would be a really good and entertaining series should they meet in the playoffs. But Stein, Stein, go ahead and, and say before I jump in with what I think people are missing from the gate with this, whatever you want to call this ball gate, explain what Carlisle Carlisle said, explain his rationale or his reasoning for taking the ball. Then I'll jump in with what I think people are completely missing from all of this.
1: All right. So based on what I could gather in full candor, I have to say that I have not studied this all as closely as some. I know, Worldwide Wob did one of his famous what does he call them wob investigations with with video and my my fellow Substacker Scott Agnes had a great story on his Substack Fieldhouse Files about how all the balls have numbers and so it should be easy to figure out which one Giannis had but basically the game ends and it looked like a Bucks official grabbed the game ball but the Bucs were saying. The Pacers had it, and Rick Carlisle, after the game, came out and said, no, we were not trying to keep the ball away. We were not trying to keep the game ball away from Giannis Antetokounmpo after he had just scored a career-high 64 points. No, the Pacers' claim was that they were simply trying to get the game ball because Pacers rookie Oscar Shibwe recorded his first NBA point from the free-throw line in the same game. So Rick Carlisle went to the podium and said, there was no malice intended towards Giannis. The Pacers simply wanted to get the ball for Oscar Shibwe. And again, like I said, when you watch the video, it's, it sure looks like it's a Bucks official who has the ball first. And we know there are at least two game balls for every game. And then Giannis came out and said he has a game ball, but he's not sure if it's the one that he actually scored all the points within the second half because it, quote, feels different to him so like i said i've done enough talking please shed some chris haynes clarity on this because i'm still confused man
2: okay let's talk about the game ball first of all there's only one game ball and there are usually two reserve balls in case the game ball gets damaged it gets wet uh then you go to the scores today they usually keep these other two balls behind the scores table but there's only one game ball unless another ball actually gets on the court and, and is played. So it's only one game ball, period. That's it. I want to just clarify that. Um, The other thing that I think people are missing from this whole thing, and I understand what Rick Carlisle, I understand what the Pacers were doing, and I respect their pettiness. I really do. I respect their pettiness. Um, so you're not were,
1: buying their explanation.
2: No, 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 not at all, not at all. What really happened was they were ticked off that the Bucks left Giannis in the game to get that 64. Rick Carlisle pulled his starters around the five-minute mark. I think it was closer to the six-minute mark. And the Bucs, you know, left their starters in. And it wasn't like they left their starters in to just play. No, they left their starters in to get Giannis more points. Nobody else was shooting the ball. That's what the Pacers had a problem with. Now, when Coach Griffin did pull, he eventually did pull his starters out, and the Pacers bench made a run, then, which caused Giannis and everybody else to get back in there to make sure they officially closed it. But the main problem, main issue was that they had with the Bucks that they kept their starters in a little bit too long. That's why this that's why we had this whole post game drama. That's why we had that. It was not to get Oscar, the his his you know, I went so so Stein, you know, I'm I'm um I'm putting the news out as I as I get it, live that night. You know what I mean? Like I'm tweeting I'm tweeting all the updates. I'm getting I'm getting quotes from what the coaches were telling the players about why they're keeping this ball, and they were, and you know, and I was told this was before Rick Carlisle said it um, publicly, but I was told the Pacers were saying like they're 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 keeping the ball because their rookie scored his first basket, and that's all the information I had. So Stein, I'm getting on my laptop quick, like okay, who's this rookie? Who's this rookie? And I'm looking. And I'm like, okay, I see one rookie, but he didn't score a field goal. And I'm like, he only scored one free throw. I'm like, this is the rookie they talking about because they never gave me a name. And so I started looking at the rookie's game log, and then I noticed. I'm like, well, this can't be true because this rookie scored one free throw again against the Lakers in the end-season tournament. And I'm like, this can't be true. Like, this don't make sense. You know what I mean? But then I realized, okay, hold on. That in-season tournament championship game did not count towards the stats, towards the uh, regular season stats. And so I was kind of hesitant on even putting Oscar's name out there because I'm just like, this cannot be the line that they're using right now. But they did, you know, minutes later. You know, I put my report out. And then Carlisle, a few minutes later, came out and said it publicly, you know, They were indeed trying to give the ball to Oscar who made one free throw. Uh, But again, the whole reason why they went down this hole because they didn't approve of how the Bucs handled uh, the minute distribution down the stretch of the game, a game in which the Bucs, they felt like the Bucs clearly had the game won. That is what people are missing. It's not about Oscar. It's not about... Giannis, well, it is about Giannis, but you know, it they did not like the way Adrian Griffin kept his starters in. They felt like the Adrian Griffin kept his starters in there too long and which disrespected them. So, in return, they were going to disrespect them back, and that was the most petty way to do it. You're in Milwaukee. And you say I'm going to take the ball away from the guy who just scored a franchise record 64 points. But this is something we always do in Indiana. I'm not going to go give it to some a rookie who scored his first basket. I'm going to give it to a rookie who made one free throw. That's what he did.
1: Can I ask and a personal? I- can I ask a personal, selfish favor? Now that we're a few days removed from this, can you check with your extensive network of? Bucks sources, and find out, like, so is Giannis any clearer? Does he have a game ball? <laughs> what, or no, maybe the better question, which ball does he have? <laughs> the Scott Agnes story on Fieldhouse Files says that all of these balls have a serial number on it, so we should be able to figure out which, which one Giannis actually has. Okay. That's,
2: that's so what I, I want to know. I'm going to tell you right now. And I, later on, I'll tell a story about this. If you give me 45 seconds, I have a NBA Finals game ball in my closet. This is the game ball from the Warriors Raptors. Now, when I say game ball, th- th- remember I tell tell, tell people there are, there are usually two reserve balls behind the scores table just in case the game ball gets damaged somehow. So I have one of those balls. I have one of those two balls which is a it story was,
1: in itself which is a story It, it in is itself.
2: a story in itself. And and I you know, and I, I, I got it sa- legally. I think
1: you're saving that one for the book though, right? It,
2: nah, no, nah, I, I don't know. I don't know if that'll make the book. That might be that might be a this league uncut. Why not? They they want to hear it. But I have one of I have one of the balls. And so let me go get it. Give me 45 seconds. I want to see if it has a serial number. But uh, I, I one more thing I want to add before even I even though don't the get problem
1: it. is that's a Spalding, and now they that it that's
2: that's the same. That that was the last I believe that was the last year they used a Spalding. But shouldn't it still?
1: Yeah, it should. it
2: should. It should. Okay, give me forty five seconds. So Stein, as you see here, NBA official official game ball, of the NBA. And you see right there it has, 2000, 2019 NBA Finals subscribed on the basketball. Again, this is one of the three well, excuse me, this is one of the two NBA reserve balls that they keep behind the scores table just in case the official, just in case the game ball gets damaged somehow during the course of the game. So now let's look on I'm looking on this bad boy. I'm looking all around. I do not see – I do not see any numbers at all on this basketball. This is 2019. I'm looking all around, Stein. No serial code. Nothing.
1: Well, maybe it's a new policy that started when Wilson took over.
2: Okay. That could be a possibility. This is a Spalding. I believe this was the last year that – Spalding ball was the official game ball. Again, this was the 2019 NBA Finals: Golden State Warriors, Toronto Raptors. This was the um, actually the last game when Toronto when Toronto won in Golden State, whatever game that was. So yeah, game six. Game six. Yep. So yeah, nothing. No no numbers on this basketball. But again, the um, there's only one game ball. Now, if they ended up giving Oscar another ball, it's not the game ball. It's a reserve ball. There's a difference. Game ball is the ball you played with during the course of the game. But, again, I think that was just the boat that was completely missed. It wasn't about Oscar. It wasn't about Giannis. It was about the Bucs feeling like the Bucks kept their starters in too long.
1: Well, as you mentioned earlier, it would be great to see these teams meet up in the playoffs. They will play a two-game baseball series to start 2024, January 1st and January 3rd. Two Pacers Bucks rematches in a row, and like I said, I hope that uh, I hope we can figure out. And man, this is crazy that that Warriors Blazers game I mentioned the first time in 269 games. Mm-hmm. Stephen curry does not sink a three-pointer oh for eight for steph on threes as we're recording on this sunday night but the warriors managed to pull out their second straight win regardless but yeah like i i would love if again if i can dial in this personal favor that that you kind of check back with these guys one more time to find out like which what which bald. With with a little bit of distance in time, which ball does Giannis actually think he has? He said he was gonna give it to his mom. So which ball did he give to his mom?
2: Yeah, he, he said it didn't feel like the game ball. That's what he said in yeah. his last one. He said, I what played with 30, 35 minutes. I, I know what a ball a ball feels like if you've been playing with that ball for that, that amount of time.
1: Especially when you take thirty two free throws.
2: Yeah. And you know what he holds if... on he holds on to the ball a long time between free throws. <laughs> <laughs> He would know. What a week.
1: <laughs> what a week this was. There's a reason we call it hashtag this league. There's
0: no distance too far for the perfect trip.
1: Hi, checking
0: in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: You know what? We're going to end on an even lighter note than Game Ballgate. Although this also, I do want to seek some explanation and clarification, justification from you. Because... Hmm. I'm still not even sure how this blipped onto my radar, but I'm looking at a social media post from the Tumacpo Rec League in Sacramento. And this post, which is actually very well done, a very nice post, got a team picture here, and it says, player of the game, 27 points, seven dimes, 13 rebounds, Chris Haynes. Hmm. This apparently happened Today? Eighty nine seventy seven win, and yeah, I guess I, I guess you know producer Ryan I think is trying to connect with the Elias Sports Bureau right now to see where this ranks in terms of career achievements for you. But you really so you really went for twenty seven seven and thirteen in this rec league game today.
2: Was well, this today? We'll, we'll probably we'll pro- this was yesterday. We'll, we'll probably have to call another participant. Hold on, I, I, I'm making one call. Let me let me make this call on air. Hold on. Let me make this one call to get this to get this right here. What's happening, brother? Mike, I got you what on you on my podcast. You live on my podcast right now. So What's going on? my 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 hold my, my podcast host, my co-host Mark Stein. He somehow I don't know how he got a hold of it, but he got a hold of of uh, my latest uh, game stats. My last mm-hmm. game yesterday in the league, my stat line says 27 points, seven assists, 13 rebounds. And he wants to know if these stats are manufactured, Mike. So, can you please answer him?
0: Um, manufactured in what way
2: are these fake stats, Mike?
0: Oh, no, 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 they're not fake. Okay,
2: they're real. Okay, they're all real. He was killing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he's laughing, he's laughing. Mike. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> Mike, I appreciate you setting the record straight. First of all, give give you give him your IG handle again. He makes the, he does pop up shots, makes some of the best Filipino yeah. food in Sacramento in the Bay Area. Give it a shout out, Mike.
0: Uh Mike J underscore Adobo King.
2: Okay. Appreciate Thanks. you, bro. Thanks appreciate for the info, you, Mike. Take care, bro. All right. Thanks, man. There you have it, Stein. No fake news here this is a Filipino league. So I appreciate my Filipino brothers allow me to join their league. And we have games every Saturday. And with this win yesterday, we advanced to the final four, which will happen next Saturday. So if we win our so game, wait, it says
1: your team is one in five. This was your first okay. win, but you, I have you a, made... I have
2: an explanation. I have an explanation, I have an explanation. Please. So this graphic shows that we're one in five and we beat a team that's four and two. Uh, I missed the last three games because I was out of town. But there was a couple games as well that were canceled because the gym that we used had a leak in it. So they just, they kind of scrapped the last few games of the regular season and say, hey, these games, these last three games are going to matter. And so we were able to get a few wins uh, when it really mattered. Now we're in the final four. And yes, and I told you Stein, I don't play when it comes to my stats. This is a post, this is a social media graphic from the commissioner of this great Filipino league himself. And he creates this every week and has a player of the game, have their stats. And they they take, you know, they keep track of everything, man. It's it's really impressive. We got jerseys, you see, we all got jersey with our name on the back. The you know, I'm a i am I think I'm my only brother. It's about two of us. Man, I think, yeah, I'm no, three. There's three brothers in this whole league. It's an eight-team league. Three brothers in this whole league. Why are you league. number so, 15? Why do you wear 15? Who? What, oh, is, I what tell is the story great, on great, that? Great, great. That's a great question, Stein. So, Stein, I'm in this league on Saturday, then I'm in another league on Sundays. So it's an adult league, like 30 and up. In that Sunday league, I wear eight. This league, what league, I wear 15. Growing up, my favorite player was Latrell Sprewell. He wore number 15 for the Golden State Warriors and he wore eight with the New York Knicks. So eight and fifteen growing up was always my favorite numbers.
1: That is good. Did you get to wear did you get to wear either fifteen or eight in college?
2: No, I couldn't. The best players got to wear those numbers. No. I I had I had forty-four and like forty two. I had those high numbers in, high numbers mm-hmm. in high school and college. So no, I didn't get the number I wanted. But Stein, I was telling you, man. I was telling you so this whole time. four
1: plus four equals eight and four times two equals eight? Is that why you that,
2: had those? That, that, that's there. There you go, Stine. <laughs> you did the math. It works. But, Stine, I was telling you, I was telling producer Ryan uh, how I've been, I've been killing in these leagues. I've been telling you. And you thought I was lying. You thought, oh, I told you I'm in pretty good shape. I right, go, Stein. I cook out there. And, well, Stine, this, post this doesn't have proof.
1: This post doesn't have field goal attempts, so we don't know how you actually shot it. To get
2: Stein. those twenty-seven, star You see, you, in, you see, uh, you see the, you see uh my height compared to my teammates, Stein. Uh, in that so this was a
1: highly. What you're saying is you were this was a highly efficient <laughs>
2: twenty-seven. exactly what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I don't need I don't need thirty shots to get twenty-seven points in this league, style. You know what I mean? I just need some help. I need help, and I think I got the help we need. I don't know if we're favorites going into Saturday morning's game, but I like our chances. We're on a roll. We're on a one-game winning streak. And, uh, Stein, if we win Saturday morning, we play in the championship game that same day at noon. So I'm highly motivated. I'll be going to the gym three, about three times this week to get prepared, get my teammates prepared. And I'm sending them texts every day, just keeping them motivated. Y'all yeah, I mean, 27,
1: 27, 7, and 13, I want to see three more dimes. Can you get a triple-double?
2: Well, if the game calls for it, Stein, if the game calls for it. But sometimes you got to be, you know, my team needs me to go. They need me to go and score. And uh, sometimes I have to do that. And uh, I can do it. The, the good thing about my game, Stein, I can do whatever the game is called for. And so that's what it That's what it was called for that day. It may be 40, 10, and 10 Saturday. We'll have to see.
1: Well, look, we can promise you in forthcoming podcasts there will be lots of trade season discussion, as I said. I am en route to the G League Showcase in Orlando. So trade That's season fun. is going to be a big part of this podcast from now through the February 8th trade deadline. But I also can promise you, there will be further updates of Chris Haynes' Sacramento Rec League exploits because now we've uh, we got to see if he can live up to all this talk.
2: Stein, I'm going to say this, man. It just, came, it just came to my head right now. I might go live during my game. I might, my, I, might have somebody, I might put my phone up on a tripod and have somebody just following the game, and I might just go live, IG live. That might be an IG live type of opportunity so you can see and watch what I do firsthand. When are
1: you bringing back the media game that was so popular? How many years ago was that now?
2: Four? That, that, was, that was actually the, when I got this ball, Stein. That was 2019. 2019 and then how you got this ball we're gonna, be getting, another... we're, gonna be getting,
1: we're gonna be getting a call from the league office um guys we heard your podcast <laughs> right. what, what, is, what is this ball that chris hayes is talking about from the 2019 no, final no
2: i didn't take the game ball from Kawhi litter no it wasn't he didn't he didn't get no record that night so it, it was safe to take this ball but i got this on good authority i'm, I'm clean right, well,
1: Hopefully we answered some of your questions on this edition of this league uncut. I grant you that we have probably raised a few more unanswered questions. (laughs) that We will with time. If you show us just a little more patience, if you stay patient with us, we will eventually gradually answer those new questions we've raised as well. Great to be with you again, Mr. Haynes. I don't know when we will be together again in person. We were only together briefly. This past week in Dallas, not sure again where we're going to cross paths, but hopefully we see each other in person again soon. We will definitely get together electronically again soon for another edition of this league uncut. If you haven't already, please remember rate review or subscribe to the show wherever you get your pods, whether that's Apple, Spotify, any other pod provider. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again soon.
0: That'll do it for us. See you next time. This League Uncut is an iHeartRadio radio production. Boom Chris Haynes and Mark Stein.